I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Storm defeating the Eels. I, I obviously tip Storm, but geez, the Eels looked off the pace. Uh, Storm completely dominated them. I think that we may need to come to groups with the Storm with the Eels, losing Papali'i, losing Lane obviously with injury, uh, losing Reed Marnie. They just haven't seemed to replenish that kind of, uh, I guess, forward pack or key players as well as we would have hoped this year. Yeah, I agree, mate. And I just think they're still just – and with Sebo out, it hurts, but they're still just a strike outside back away. Or even you – know, like, I'll tell you the other one that I think they really missed is that um, uh, Tom Opachik, who left a couple of years ago. Oh, massively. Just consistent. That's all that you need out there, and I think that's what they really lack in this back line. And there's guys there with upside, uh, but it's just – outside of Will Pensini, the, the back five – sorry, outside of Gutho and Will Pensini, the back five just doesn't worry me. Mm. I thought uh, Russell had some good moments. Sean Russell, um, good that defensive put down moments. Was unreal. Yeah, put down was incredible. And to be fair, he should have scored another. But Bryce threw him the ball a, know, about a week early, early on that way, which is very unlike Bryce. <laughs> way too early. Um, yeah. So look, I love watching the Eels because like Gutho, he just doesn't stop, does he? Like yeah. some of the stuff he does. If you're an Eels fan and you aren't just so happy with Gutho at fullback. I don't know what to tell you. Like, There's not a player in the comp that doesn't have as much of a dig as Gutho. Like, he, every week, no matter what the score, no matter what the situation, he is trying till the absolute death. Yeah. I'm going to reserve judgment on Parramatta for another couple of weeks, and, and I'm absolutely not putting a line through them, and that's because of Dylan Brown, mate. He, he, Dylan Brown is back this week, I believe it is, and... Changes the team entirely, not just in attack, but in defence. I read out some numbers around his impact on the left edge in attack, and in particular, Mike Sevo this season. Uh, the, the sort of first four or five games he missed, and Sevo had something like one try after mm. being leading try scorer during the season. But defensively as well, what he does for that entire edge, which has been pretty putrid in the last month or so. So with him back in the side, like I feel like it was like, they went on what? Was it a five, six, seven game winning streak or something? Yeah. Paramount, and we were saying, no, no, like they're still there. Remnants of the grand final side from the year before in them, 
they were terrible on the weekend. Mm. It is what it is. But I do think we need to wait and see what happens when Dylan Brown comes back. Because he comes if he comes back in the form that he was in when he left, that changed this whole side. And Parramatta, to me, again, mm. become, you know, they could make a run in the finals. Mm. I mean, I'm not putting a line through them um, to make the eight. I would be very surprised if they had a premiership threat run. Uh, RCG obviously being out hurts a lot, but I just don't know whether they have the forward pack. Even at full strength, I'm trying to think, do they have the punch that the top tier forward pack have? Um, they've still got, like, they've got Wiramu Greg out, Sean Lane's gone now, Ryan Madison's been coming off the bench playing limited minutes. There's still some good strike there. Yeah. Oh, I still think with Parramatta's forward pack, I constantly feel like, they're never as good as what you think they're going to be. Mm. And I, I agree. I don't think against those top sides, they, they've got what it takes to push them. Because this is two weeks in a row, they've been handily dusted yep. by top-tier sides. And look, Brown is a massive out. And he, you know, he's probably going to come back. I mean, you'd hope he'd come back, come back, comes back and plays career best footy because how much he owes the side to do that. Um, I just, you look at the outside backs and very shallow there. And I just... I'm starting to feel that, you know, last, I guess, four or five years as they built towards that grand final appearance, I felt like the people coming in really, like, covered the, you know, if there's holes in a the ship, they were really good at covering that. For example, a guy like Opacek was in and out of first grade for a while there. Now, they'd kill for Opacek. Mm. Like, they would kill for him. Whereas I look at, I look at their squad and I just think, oh, they can definitely make the eight. Can they make a run for the premiership? I just don't know if they've got enough time to put enough good footy get together to do that. Yeah, so the, the Dylan Brown's last two games that he played uh, before his absence, they beat the Cowboys 24-16. That was round 13. Now, Cowboys weren't going great at the time, but prior to losing to the Titans on the weekend, that was the Cowboys' last <coughs> loss before they went on that big run of wins. Uh, the week before that, they beat the Bunnies, who I think were near, near top of the table at the time, 36-16. That was a Bunnies home game. Mm. So that's why I'm just a little re- – and, and I see where you boys are coming from, 100%. Mm. But I, I'm very reluctant to put a line through them. I, I think – I said I want to reassess in two weeks' time. They've got a tough run home, Parramatta. Mm. Some tough games to come. So off the back of that, I think where we will know where they're exactly at in two weeks' time, but mm. I'll, I'm going to reserve judgment. I, did, I guess the concern I have uh, heading into these big games against some of the top-tier teams mm. is they haven't had time to build into them. Um, and also they're heading into these games without what uh, Regan Campbell-Gillard, how long is he out for? He, a couple of weeks at least. So really important, Lane. Sean Lane's end of regular season. I end think. of regular season. Uh, you know, Brown, his match fitness will take a little bit to get there and also combinations, I think it'll take maybe a week or two. Look, maybe he'll come out and absolutely kill They've it. They've got Dragons this week, so a game that they should be winning, especially if they're any realist chance of doing any damage come September. At Combank. At Combank. Yeah. So <laughs> that game to... Sorry to disrespect Dragons fans, the club, but again, they could put a score on there. Mm. As they need to if they want to be serious about yep. making a, a run. Get that week to sort of dust off the cobwebs. Wermer mm. Greg also due back. Very understated what he's done for them this season. Then it goes into the Broncos, Roosters, Panthers, and then a buy in round 27. So, As I said, I, I think they can make the eight. There's definitely no denying that. And I think that they could also take it to some of the top-tier sides. I just, I just wonder whether, when it gets to finals footy and they need to win three on a trot to be in a premier, like to be in a grand final. Yeah, 
Well, know. remember they were in this position last year yeah. going into finals and then they went on that big streak. They won round 25. They beat Melbourne to get into the top four. They'd beaten Penrith twice that year, though. Beat, and, sorry, I'm not saying it's the same yeah, team. Yeah. But like, it's actually quite similar where they're lined up. They're a bit further down the table this season, but mm. it is quite tight-knit around the eight. They put 50 on the Broncos week before, pumped the doggies week before that, Bunnies got them for that. But yeah, they wanted that late run. Yeah. I mean, I backed them. I backed them in. You did, yeah. yeah. So I'm excited to see if they, yeah. what is there, what's to come. Because they go into basically the next two weeks. So Broncos, they play in two weeks. They'll be without RCG, Lane. Yeah, because uh, yeah, RCG is back in round 25, yeah. And Sivo, when does Sivo get Sivo back? Could be back? Sivo could be back that game. That game. Um, I guess that'll be the test, really. Yeah, so should hopefully have Greg, Lane, Sivo. So, I mean, that'll be it. Where they, they can't really afford to drop games, so... Yeah, well, they would need to win. I guess that'll be the... Like, they should definitely beat the Dragons. I guess if they, if they I guess, find some of that really explosive... Uh, play ball play through the middle. Sorry, my mistake. That's uh, Sevo's back the same as Campbell Giller, twenty five. So a week after the, the yeah. Broncos, so they'll be without. So that's going to be a tough and, game. And, and on our dot com, it says Lane back around twenty seven. So, Which I mean, it's, it's still mm. it's still I guess for the Panthers. Ah, uh, sorry for the Eels. I think that's the make or break game for them. Like they yeah. should win this week. They yeah. should win this week. I think the Broncos is is their make or break game. Look, Mitchell Moses, Brown, and Gutho. Uh, Hands has been solid as well. If they click and click well and the forward pack get back to what they're doing really well, there's no reason why they can't be the Broncos. Um, why are they playing at the Gabba? What's Because what's the, uh, of the World Cup, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Matildas, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just these last two weeks, although I you know, didn't expect them to – I don't think I picked them in either game. I didn't expect them to be as well handled as they were. Yeah. I, I just think that they're just lacking that punch that they had. What do you reckon, Guru? Oh, man, I completely agree. And I, you know, I, I came into this week looking at Melbourne going, they don't have the punch to compete in this competition. And then I, I still think they lack a lot of punch. But Parramatta, like, I, I'm really worried about them. I, I, I think that they will miss the top eight this mm. year, the way it's all shaping up and the way that, you know, the teams that are slightly ahead of them, your Newcastles, uh, your Manly Seagulls, like these teams, they're, they're doing pretty well now. What, what's Parramatta's for and against? Plus 59. So... They're going to run, not not too bad. But that's the other thing. And now the two teams above them, Manly and Knights, four and against doesn't matter because they had that draw. Mm. So Parramatta, like they have to rely on wins and nothing more to mm. jump those two teams, yeah. and that's to get to ninth. Yeah, mm. yeah. They're, they're 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 up against it. Yeah, they're, oh, they're, for sure. Plenty to do yeah. to make the eight. Look, I think Mitchell Moses has proven that um, you can handle big games. He can handle big moments. So if there's a guy that can do it, I think Mitchell Moses can do it. Um, but yeah, I just think roster-wise, I haven't. Have they made much movement in the the market? Not really for next season. Yeah, I don't think so. I, I mean, they'll will they free up some Josh Hodgson money now? So maybe that'll allow them to do something. But I don't think there's anyone that they've signed at the moment off the top of my head. Because like the you know we spoke about last year, they're almost in that Goldilocks zone of. Yep. Great gun side can get into a grand final, but can they guarantee their players a premiership? And so the recruitment's been so good to get them to this point. But I feel like if you're the Penrith, I mean, look, the Penrith Panthers lost some key players, but I think that they, most other clubs maybe would have been able to keep that team together for at least another year. Um, but they just got completely decimated by it. some of the lower tier clubs just going, thank you, thank you. They haven't gained anyone. Yeah, no gains on Arrow.com. Wow. Yeah. wow. Wow, that's... Uh, Who have they lost? 
Uh, well, here it's got Jake Arthur, who's already gone, Nathan Brown, who's already gone, Mitch Rain, who's already retired, and I guess it'll be Josh Hodgson too. Who's already gone to too, be so. fair, their full strength side, if they're full, like for example, if that was full strength right now, I would say, yep, yeah, I can, I can see. They can see it happening, but it's just the fact that they've got so many out injured that I just don't know how they're going to pick up all the wins they need to pick up. And to, to Parramatta's credit, they've also, like, obviously they haven't signed anyone, but a lot of their re-signings between Dill Brown, um, Hopgood, Moses, Pensini, like they have... Big Sebo. name they've made some big there. there. Yeah. <coughs> I just, yeah, the outside backs for me is something that they probably need to have it's, a look at. It's something they have to work on. And, mm. like, they're, they're a team that... I say a task. Thanks for coming. Oh, mate. You're every signing, day of the week. You sign an Isaiah Tass every day of the week if you're the yeah. Eels. Um, anyway, we'll, let's get into the game. Um, I felt – look, I understand RCG not there, but I felt like maybe Junior Bolo was probably left on for a, a bit long, especially to start the game. Junes has very few poor games in his career. Yeah. This was one of them, unfortunately. Yeah. He, he had a few barriers in defence. The first two Harry Grant tries, he had a couple of stinkers. There was – Cam Munster defended through him, which a lot of people would say, well, it's Cam Munster, he does that. I bet Junior Paulo's not thinking that when he no. when he come off him. So, I mean, he still ran for 150 metres. Like, he had a red-hot yeah, crack. D- defensively speaking, just yeah. was, <laughs> but that, And that's where I think that, like, he needs help. Like, to take nothing away from, they were his errors. Like, for example, he overchased, I think, on the Harry, Harry Grant as, at marker. And that's just him yeah. wanting it, you know, more than anyone else yeah. realised in like wanting it too much. Yeah, not a lack of effort. No, just, not yeah. a lack of effort. But I, I, I don't know. I felt like that first period they probably they, they might have left him out there a little bit too long. Um, but that's that's pure vibe though. I, I don't know what the minutes were in regards to like that first yeah, stint. There was the other one. Even I didn't sort of jot it down as a direct try. You know, concede from him because it wasn't a direct one. But even when uh, Jerome Hughes cut straight yeah. through, even that one, he sort of he was the the A on the other side of the ruck and should have been tightening up. Not his final score, but just maybe was gassed. Maybe yes. a minute. So he just well, didn't get across. It was like, very unlike him. He played. He played thirty six games last year. Yeah, you know, at what point is he going to fatigue? Like this is a big boy in the yeah. middle. Uh, so I, I, if they can find a way to like, and this is why I don't get why they're playing Junior Paulo for like sixty minutes at the start of the year. Like, remember when we talked about that? Yep. Yeah. And like. <laughs> And now we hit the back end of the year and he, he looks gassed. Like, he looks like he's trying his heart out. Yeah, and of course, as per NRL, you play him for so many minutes at the start and then you have oh. a couple of injuries mm. and all of a sudden these guys that, like, as you said, he played 36 games last year. and The most of any player in the comp. And of those 36, six of them were NRL finals or World Cup finals. And he was outstanding. And then when all these injuries are striking yeah. to their pack, opportunities to get just a few extra minutes under the belts of a, blo- a bunch of these fringies. And it has the one that's confused me a bit in all this time of like they are getting injuries. It's not getting minutes into Ryan Madison. Better on the weekend, I will say. He played sixty-four, mm. but the weeks prior to that, he had forty-seven minutes, forty-three minutes. Surely he's a bloke who we know can play eighty. He's one that you get I don't more minutes into and take the load off mate, for someone like Junior. A hundred percent agree. I don't think they have the luxury of putting him on the bench. No. They need to start they him did in last the front row. Year. Because they yeah. had a great run with injuries, 100%. they had a stacked pack. This year they don't. They need to start him in the front row with Junior mm. to help Junior. Just help him with that first 20 minutes where Ryan Madison, we know he's a good defender. We know he's mobile. We know he's big enough. I, I am so surprised. And I know he still played 64 minutes. Start him. Set the tone at the start of the game and then hope that your fringes can come on and just do a job for 20 minutes or so. I, I don't understand why they don't start him. It's really surprised me <laughs> that they went so hard to get 
Joe O over there and he hasn't played more than 34 minutes since he arrived. Yeah, who we know can again. We know he big, can play big, time. big minutes. Big minutes yeah. That's that's surprising. I, I know he's had injuries in there. I get that, but literally has not played more than thirty six minutes. Sorry. Uh, look, it's it's one play, but I do know like last week he let an absolute Barry Crocker yeah, of a try in. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Joe O's always had that in him. He has yeah. those moments. There's no denying that. But so maybe Brad Arthur doesn't trust him. Grinding Junior into the ground, and he's your forward. You want to build your, your club around. Like I just mm. think you've, you've got to have guys helping, mm. especially when RCG's out. Yeah, and Ogden's starting, and he's playing a total of twenty-four minutes. It's like surely you can get either and Madison like, or Ogden arrived Ocho. there looking for a lifeline. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I do think that they're paying a bit of a price in regards to those crazy minutes they were playing Junior at the start of the year. Hopefully they, you know, they pull back his training a little bit, let him refresh um, because they need him, obviously. Uh, now, in regards to, I, th- I feel a bit bad for Dijon Arce. I think he he struggled a little bit the last few games. He came on initially and he was outstanding. You know, they won those um, those initial games with him and Madison. That's fucking six mm. and seven. Uh, since then, defensively, sometimes can have a tendency to fall off tackles. Uh, now, and I'm not sure whether that's because he hasn't played much six and he's more been a centre. What, what position was he playing in New South Wales Cup? He's played everywhere. All over the show. Yeah, okay, fullback, so. centre, halves. He, he was their first choice fullback in reserve grade for a long time. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, just a really disappointing week. A really disappointing week um, for the Eels. And the problem is, is like, if they were getting all their troops back, like, for example, the Rabbitohs, they got them all back at once, essentially, outside of Totola. Whereas the Eels, it's like a staggered back. So it's this almost, you've got to grind your way into finally getting your full roster back. Yeah. Uh, anyone else with the, the Eels that you were? Just a disappointing week, to be honest. Oh, a disappointing week, for sure. Yep. Well, yep. Pensini got through his work again, as he always does. If they had two of him, solves half their problems. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It'd make life easy, wouldn't it? Yeah. Just two more Pensini. Just get another Pensini. Yeah. Uh, but, but, yeah. but it is wild that they've managed to pluck... Tw- How old is he, Matty? 20, 21, Pensini? Like, they've managed to pluck this 21-year-old who plays like a 28-year-old. Mm. They, just can't, they just can't find another consistent guy out there. Must and be that's so where I think, like, you could look at their recruitment and go, should have they fought harder to keep up a check? <laughs> He's actually 21 today. Pensini. Happy birthday, Will. Happy birthday, Will. <laughs> Shout out to you. You deserve it. Can you make another one, please? Um, <laughs> now, let's get to the storm. I mean, I, I do... Uh, I've got to admit... I don't think I gave enough credit for Katoa not being in the side the last whatever weeks it's been. Because mm. GZ has punch when they need punch sometimes. Like, yeah. he's just a big body, um, very hard to defend. And, like, he doesn't set the world alight in regards to, like, you don't see 200 metres out of him. But every now and then he'll just punch through the line and just give him that momentum they need. Very kick out, Penrith. Mm. So, I was getting two words yeah. out of my mouth. Very kick out vibes. Doesn't run for the big metres, but. Every meter he does, man, every run he has is so effective. Yeah, and yeah. it's quite often the meters you get in the two tackles after his mm. run where mm. it counts. Yeah, yeah. And so you look at that performance and you go, the Storm, I don't care what anyone says, this year has been the hardest to read them in their entire history. Like, it is so hard because they, they put on these performances and you go, oh, mate, premiership threat. Like, Munster's try was an absolute joke. Can I tell you a story about that try? A few weeks ago, you won't remember this. A few weeks ago, we were in Canberra. Right? Mm. It's about 1am and I'm standing at the bar and I'm looking across the bar and I can see our table over there, right? And I see Tim all of a sudden stand up. Do you remember this? I remember Yelling this. and screaming, carrying on a fucking treat. Picks up a handbag 
And I see him like do a footy motion and carry on. And I'm looking at him and I go, I bet he's he's pretending to be Cam Munster in origin. <laughs> I walk back over the table. I said to one of the guys, what was that about? And he goes, oh, Tim was just having a tantrum about Munster dumbing to no one, goosying, <laughs> stepping around two guys and then scoring untouched. And I wish I had a clip of the actions Tim did in this bar because <laughs> it was exactly what Munster did to score that try. Right. People getting out of his way and girls dancing. Tim almost barreling them over. It was perfect. And he had a handbag in his hand as a football. Shout out PJ O'Malley's in Civic. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, that try, there's so many intricacies to it. Like, just to, like he was almost relatively quiet. You almost like, this is the Hughes Grant show. And then he just goes, nah, no, 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 no. Hang on a sec. Hang on a sec, guys. I'm Cameron Munster. Yeah. And even like the little jink that he does, just to stop Balor for a second, for just that split second to open his chest up just to go boom, fend to the chest, but also. He does that little jink. As he's fending Balor, he comes off the right foot to go past Gutho. There are so many things happening at one time that, you know, to people that are just casual fans, they don't realise how frigging hard it is to have the ball in two hands, be dummying, stepping inside, fending, goosing, right foot step. That's all happening. It's chaos. It is chaos. And he just nails it. And he does it all the time. It's like... He's almost like the, the boxer that lulls you into a sense of security where you're like, oh, he doesn't hit that hard. And yeah, he's not, he's, it's almost like Conor McGregor early days where he would like lull them into like, okay, not much is happening. And then just boom, just hit you with the knockout blow. Unbelievable. I love when he throws that dummy where he freezes for a split second mm. and just everyone just falls. Like Scott Prince used to do it where he'd freeze and just everyone just falls over around him and then he takes off. He's, he's so good at it, money. So yeah. good. And just the, everything happening, the balance, the strength, like to be cha ball changing hands, to go through like completely untouched is absurd. Like at 90% of players, 99% of players at least are going over getting tackled. He went through completely untouched. And that's, all, that's the thing about Munster that's always stood out for me ever since I got, I got to watch him live in like 27, 2018 is that he can beat you in so many ways. He can dummy you, he can make you look stupid, he can gas you. If he's in the mood, he'll just go, I'll run over you. Oh, it's unbelievable. You're a middle forward, I don't care. I'll never forget that try set up uh, for Queensland yeah. where he was just like bending, chip, get it back, kick across the other side. Like it was everything that you could ever want in a half. Like yeah. it was unbelievable. And I think it was the year before that, like that that game three where he played fullback. Mm. Teddy scored the try. He was the best fullback on the field that game mm. by a country mile. He was unbelievable. And he oh, was just yeah. toying with New South Wales the entire time. He is, he is truly something special. Cam Munster, we'll I don't think we'll see. Well, not for a long time. We won't see a Cam Munster again. Because how do you defend? How do you do video sessions about on that? I, I think Cam Munster is sort of a last of a type. Mm. I, I don't think we'll have rogues. I, I think they're more and more getting forced out of the game. Mm. And they where are, are they going? The yeah. halves across the board are just becoming robots yep. in the modern game. And to be fair, it has been for a decade plus now. Unfortunately, the junior halves are all getting taught to be robots. Cam Munster couldn't be anything further from that. Mm. So it's why he's such a breath of fresh air. And it, it sh he shot, he's a bit of an exception, a bit of a anomaly because he's such a freak. Yeah. But it shows there's still a place for the rogue in oh. here. Especially at 5'8", alongside a structured halfback. It can yep. just be so perfect. When but it even works. like, you know, like that, that story of him hung over after winning the premiership, then goes and win, wins Origin. Like, perfect storm, his mm. team wins the comp, then Origin for the first time in the history of rugby leagues, played at the end of the season. You're just, you're never going to have <coughs> stories like that again. Yeah, I don't think so either, because clubs just won't allow it. Yeah.
but he came through a generation where he kind of like earned his stripes quick enough where you go, oh, all right, Cam. Like that, that, that right. story is our last real sort of Joey-like story. It's absolutely a Joey-like story. I know, you know, people that, you know, non-Queenslanders don't want to admit it. It's a Joey story. It is, I think it's equal to Joey. Not equal in regards to like Joey coming up from a, was a broken leg? Yeah. Like that is fucking number one. But that's rogue Joey-esque of like some bender comes in, fucking wins the series, does it, does it in arguably the worst origins. You know what I mean? It's, what, what was the picture of him in the team photo? Oh, my God. Was, was that the exact same timeline? Yes. That's so the good. And his, his eyes are just he's he's so, so hung over. Calling the origin coach, Wayne Bennett, asking for extra days to party. <laughs> and you've got an origin series to win. And Wayne Bennett of all coaches. Of all coaches. And then, oh, my, anyway. And just to make it even more lovable, he's not – in a hotel or in a private room. He's literally sitting at the beach at Byron for everyone to see that boy yeah, having right. the time of his life. And you think about, you know, you compare him to like Andrew Johns and people get so upset. Like uh, the next few years is going to be Cameron Munster's peak. He's mm, coming in. Yeah. You think about what he's already achieved in origin. What is he? Is he four series now? He's or played 18 games for Queensland. And he's won four series. And how many moments does he own? 17. 17. 20. 20 Fuck. Four so series good. already. Just on Joey, he's was he like pretty much completely ruined his neck in 03, ACL 04, broken jaw 05. So he came broken back. Jaw. So he came okay. back from all those, yeah. Shout out, Sonny B. Williams. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, that Joey, I don't think that'll ever be topped. Because like you can if you just want to look at the performance, probably won't be topped. Add into the story and the yarn around it, it'll never be topped. Like who will ever do that? I don't think it will, but if anyone's gonna do yeah, it, you're Cam probably Munster. looking at him. It's probably Cam mm. Munster. Yeah. Um, now, other players. Uh, I think Will, Will Warbrook has kind of come back into his own. I thought there was a couple of weeks there where he struggled a little bit. Sorry, can I – did you say that Cam Munster played his first um, origin in 2017? Game yeah, 3, 2017. Yeah. I just happened to – I was just typing up Cam Munster. I just found this quote. While in the emerging Maroons camp, he broke curfew and the Queensland Rugby League announced he would be excluded from representative games for the next 12 months. So he went from that yeah. to the playing to having all these moments and having all these things for series. Like, he's a freak. I'm so funny. So funny. Um, yeah, so he was outstanding. But, I mean, look, it was a Harry Grant show, but it was a Jerome Hughes show. Yeah. It was a Jerome Hughes show. It was a – what I'm, I guess, really positive for the Storm is they need one of their spine players to go on a run like this. Now, it's only one game – but if Hughes hits red-hot form, that's when they become premiership threats again, in my opinion. Uh, he's, he was outstanding. Four try assists, a try. Um, he ran for 185 uh, metres, six tackle breaks, three line breaks, four line break assists. Like, it was an absolute masterclass from Hughes. And that's the beauty in it, that it was the Jerome Hughes show and the Harry Grant show. Outside of that try of Cam in 67th minute, he hadn't done a lot that game. Mm, mm. It was the other boys standing up. So that's what they want to say, don't they? The play of the game for me was that pass that Harry Grant threw when he went to the oh. left-hand side of the rock and he threw it back between the markers, face ball on both of them, <gasps> to Hughes going through the middle. Freakish. He, the, the best thing about that to Vodol, but the best thing about Harry Grant, we know uh, how good his strike is in so many different facets of his game. And I thought that was on show on the weekend. There was the first try where Junior's marker... Falls to the dummy, goes, and Harry goes, looks up, bang, dives over. Try one. Try two, 22 minutes in. 
and he runs that mad line, just putting the head down, 100 mile an hour off Jerome Hughes, crashes over again. Then there was the wits about him, that face ball he threw to, that you just described, Jerome Hughes back inside of Josh King. Three complete different areas where mm. he's just a massive attacking threat. Like, how do you stop this bloke? Mm. Now, that's not even the pass I'm talking about. There was another one he threw to Hughesy on about halfway. Do you yeah, know it was about halfway, and oh, Gutho okay. was at marker. That was a cracker no, as well. Yeah. That was good footy. But the one that he threw to Hughes So they identified, they've gone Gutho's marker. Yeah. Um, and just gone, boom, come out. He's, it, it looked a lot like Cam Smith, Billy Slater. That's what oh, it, it was the try. When, when Hughes, Hughes through, yeah, yeah, that was wrong. Yeah, where Paulo, yeah. Paulo was the one we talked about. Yeah, it was on, he That's was what eight. he said. Yeah, they identified yeah, that Gutho was at oh, God, and just nailed it. So there's, Gutho yeah. had come in at a defender on the short side, I think. Yeah. And they've gone, boom, just come out, step yeah, on yeah, the right yeah, foot, yeah. in behind. <laughs> so yeah, so add that to it as well. Oh, mate. So, yeah, that, so that, that Hughes ball to King, though, that was unbelievable. He just had all the time in the world for that, man. And look, Pappenhausen, I think he comes back this week as well uh, in New South Wales Cup. So, you know, I just, to be honest, I just want him to get through the game of footy. He doesn't need to set the world alight. It's just good to see him back playing rugby league. Anything outside, anything past that this season is a, a bonus, in my opinion. If he just gets to play footy, I'd be happy with that. So it looks like he'll uh, he'll come back for the Falcons this week. That's 5pm Saturday. If you're up on the Sunshine Coast, get out for it. Yeah, go and watch Great. him. Because you could watch, like, if he does come back to, and eventually hit the form that we've seen in him, you could watch one of the great returns. A little bit different, but it's similar-ish in regards to, like, Billy Slater's great return. Came back, they basically said his shoulder was fucking Dunsky's. Ended up, made a grand final. Yep. Won, won an Origin Series. Billy? Yeah. Won the Clive. Won the Clive, yeah. Fuck. Unbelievable. Anyway. Um, I think another thing we have to mention is they did this without the big fella. Yeah. Yep. Which is huge. Which is huge. So, look, it's a roll. If there's there's one team is the biggest roller coaster in my opinion in the comp, it's the Storm for me because it's just like, are they a premiership threat? Are they not? Is this going to be the worst year they've had in a while? Is it not? After the weekend, life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry, and some well less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs. United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. They're definitely closer because, and again, the key is you've got Hughes playing crazy footy. So you bring in back in Nass, and obviously Katoa stays injury-free. I can't see why not. It's a storm. The other one as well, they obviously uh, – Remus Smith was out injured last week, and they dropped uh, Justin Olam. So mm. but young Tottenham player, I believe he did a hamstring at the end of that yeah, game. Yeah, it looked like a hammy, yeah. So you bring him back, Justin Olam, after getting dropped with a little kick up the arse. Mm. So mm-hmm. he'll be ready to go this week. I wouldn't want to be playing against him. No, thank you. No, thank you, sir. No, thank you, sir. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.